Welcome to your most visionary life. On this weekly podcast, I chat with visionary humans and I'm asking them the one question that you probably want to know the answer to. How did they create, launch, and build the business of their dreams? My name is Kelsey Rydell and I am the founder of Visionary Life and the Visionary Method 90-Day Business Coaching Program for aspiring and startup entrepreneurs. The intention behind all of our visionary content is simple, and that is to plug you into the people, inspiration, and information that will help you to live and to lead your own most visionary life. As you begin to listen to the episodes, you'll discover one obvious and common thread, and that's that we all have a little bit of visionary inside of us. But perhaps somewhere along the line, someone told you to play small, to play safe, and that led you to live an ordinary life. This show will help you break down the intimidation behind launching a business, and it will shine a spotlight on people just like you with similar life experience who are creating the business and life of their dreams using the time-honored principles of consistent daily action. It's in you, it's in all of us. Let's dive in. So welcome back to another episode of Visionary Life. And in lieu of an episode this week, I thought I would spend some time doing a Visionary Life event recap. So if that intrigues you, you'll want to listen on to this episode. If you were part of the event, or if you have no interest in hearing how the Visionary Life event went, then perhaps uh, tune in next week and we'll be back with another interview. So for those of you who maybe weren't able to make it, maybe you live way far away from where I do here in Toronto, I want to give you a breakdown of how the very, very first Visionary Life Live retreat went. And I hosted that today on Sunday, April 14th. From 9.30 a.m. this morning, well, there's my cell phone. I should probably turn that off before I begin recording. (laughs) From 9.30 a.m. until 2. And I'm going to bring you through the story of why I decided to host this event and how the planning process went and ultimately what ended up happening today. So if that's something you'd like to hear about, then enjoy this episode and I will talk to you on the other side. Okay, so about two to three months ago, in the dead of winter here in Ontario, Canada, I was starting to really think ahead in what I wanted the coming year of my business to look like. And I was tuning in to what my audience was asking for and beginning to hear a lot more from people in my community. And I was hearing things like, it's so great to connect with people who get it. And I would really like to find a tribe of like-minded people. And thank you for all you share on the podcast. And I love listening to all the interviews that you're hosting. So I'm hearing a lot of these things and I really started to bring it back to the idea of community and what type of tribe and what type of community was I building within the Visionary Life brand. 
And one thing I realized was that I really do have an incredible relationship with my community members online. In particular, a lot goes on on Instagram. And if we're not connected, I'm just at Kelsey Rydell. And it's so incredible to me to know the impact that I might be having through me simply showing up on Instagram stories. And as you may or may not have noticed, I have been posting pretty consistently to Instagram stories for over a year now. I'd say almost two years if they've been around that long. I believe they have. And aside from it being such an oddity that we spend all this time in our day storying things, right? Like here I am giving you a little behind the scenes look of my green smoothie as I blend it. And then I'm sharing my workspace every day and I'm jumping on and talking to a phone and talking about the challenges and why I love being an entrepreneur and what meeting I'm going to and what podcast I'm about to record. And it's weird. I'll be the first to admit that I never grew up wanting to be on camera. If I did, I would have gone to acting school or maybe film production school so I could learn more about cameras. This was not in my path. And I shared with the attendees today at the retreat that I studied human resources. I I thought in university that I was going to go sit in an office and hire people and fire them and that that would pretty much be the extent of my life. And I mean, not actually, that's an exaggeration. I did always have these bigger ambitions and passions, but that is what I studied, okay? So nowhere in that description of my university education did I imagine that I'd be jumping online and sharing a lot of my life with the public. In fact, I used to be a very shy person. I used to get embarrassed when I met new people. I used to stumble over my words. I had no questions or prompts in my head when I was meeting someone for the first time and I would just stand there literally dumbfounded, okay? And obviously a lot has changed. I've had to come out of that shell and I've really honed in on being curious and understanding how to create conversation. But showing up on Instagram in order to really just share my life was never in the cards. But as I began to do that, I realized that a lot of people were reaching out. A lot of people were resonating with my message. A lot of people were connecting based on the fact that we have maybe tons of similarities. They would see me at a different workout class and say, hey, I was just there. We should go sometime. They would see me making a certain recipe and comment that they also have that cookbook. They would hear me talk all about the growth in my business and end up hiring me as a business coach. And so I recognized that this medium of Instagram stories and a few other social platforms and ways I communicate, that it was making an impact. It's incredible. And I have no resistance to Instagram stories. I have no, I have no dislike for it, right? Because I think if I were to hate Instagram, but try to push through Instagram stories, it wouldn't work. But the truth is I was loving it. I was loving it as a creative outlet. And so where I'm going with this story is that a couple months ago, I started to think, hey, if this many people are tuning into my stories and watching what I'm up to and resonating with the message, how can I get them all in one room? Because if they have stuff in common with me, they definitely have things in common with each other. 
And at the state of how people are feeling lonelier than ever and more starved for connection than ever in an online world, maybe it's time to bring it back to face-to-face connections, to getting together shoulder to shoulder to share our struggles, our challenges, our wins, our strengths. And yes, I love the ability to work primarily online and have a global business, but what good is that if I'm feeling disconnected? And I've shared very vulnerably many, many times about how lonely it can be being an entrepreneur. And so I knew if I was feeling lonely and yet I was more connected on Instagram stories than ever, I was hearing from you guys every day, yet I was still feeling bouts of loneliness, then what was missing? What was missing from my business, from my brand, from my most visionary life? And what was missing was events like these. What was missing was pulling together a group of people where there was a common thread between all of them, because I know them all, I've gotten to know them through Instagram, pulling that together and realizing they had so much in common and wanting them to have a place where they could connect. And so the idea for the event really hit me a couple months ago, and I decided that I was going to do it. I didn't know how, I didn't know what the content was going to look like, I didn't know where, But I honored the idea that hit me and I said, let's see what is that first action step that I can take. And so I found this incredible website online. It's called thisisopenspace.com. And on This Is Open Space, I started poking around for venues. And I had kind of a goal number of about 15 to 25 people as a reasonable amount that I thought, yeah, I can definitely sell this many tickets. And so I was just looking for something cozy, something that really reflected my own vibe and a space that I would want to come to. And so much as I had no idea what the content was going to be, I think I did have a vision for it being a space that was inspiring in its own. And you guys know, I talk about this all the time. I want you to always be challenging where you're working, where you're living, where you're traveling to see, does this space inspire me to be my best self? And so for me, atmosphere is everything. And when I landed on this certain space in Toronto in the East End and I saw the photos of it, it resonated with me. It hit me that this was the space and I get gut hits. I don't know about you. Like, it's not like it feels like someone's punching me in the stomach, but it feels like, okay, do it and don't question it. And so, so much as I needed to plan a lot more of what was going to happen in this retreat, I decided to book a date and work backwards, put my credit card on the line to pay 50% deposit and do it and just book the dang venue and know in my heart that the people who are meant to show up would be around on that day. And so I booked it. I booked it for Sunday, April 14th. I put it in my calendar and I said, okay, what next? I have this space. I didn't even know how many people it could hold. I knew it would be around the right size. And so I decided to work backwards. I filled a Google document with all my favorite things, my favorite brands, 
what food I would eat for lunch, what topics we would hit on. What would happen if someone arrived alone? Who would you eat lunch with? How would you connect with each other? What would you do in those five minute washroom breaks? Would there be places to take photos? There was so much that had me thinking, what is possible in a five hour retreat? And the wheel started spinning. So it started with that Google Doc. It started with my favorite things. It started by coming up with the topics that I knew I wanted to discuss. And once I drilled down to what I knew the content would look like, I decided to throw up a website page or a landing page. And I outlined all the details that I knew. The when, the where, the why, the content, the swag bag sponsors, and the price. I came up with a price that I knew was affordable, yet covered my own costs and paid me for my time in planning this. And I think, of course, being that it was the first year, I didn't want to overcharge and I really just wanted people to show up. I wanted it to be sold out. And I also wanted it to treat to treat it like a client appreciation and a get to know me. So I did charge different prices for clients who have worked with me and then non-clients. So anyone who I hadn't necessarily worked with one-on-one before. So from there, it was just small, small baby steps every single day. I would open my Google Docs with my retreat content and fill it out. And then I would listen to podcasts around the retreat content and I would expand what I wanted to talk about. And then I put it all into a Google Sheets or sorry, a Google Slides. And I made a PowerPoint and I broke it up into slides. And then I decided I don't want to do a PowerPoint while we're there. I just want to speak from the heart. So I put it all into words and I basically wrote a novel of things that I wanted to say. And in that time, I created a sponsorship deck and I sent it out to all my favorite companies and I followed up with them and I got them to send me swag and I put together a menu plan because I wanted to do the food myself and I sold tickets. I promoted the crap out of this event because I knew I knew that anyone who showed up would be connected with people who they need to know. And it was a lot of work, but it felt right. You know, it just felt like I needed to keep going forward with this. And it was exciting. And the closer it got, of course, the more stressed I became. But at the same time, I had that excitement that really carried me through this whole process. And I just knew this is the time. This is your next level of growth. And everyone who showed up today, we all connected over this common theme of wanting to always adopt that growth mindset in our life, whether that's improving our health, working on our daily routines, hitting that next level in our business, growing, expanding our reach, um, you know, impacting more people having a greater cause to work for, modifying our visions for our lives. And that growth was exactly what propelled me into knowing I needed to plan this visionary life retreat. So that's a little bit about why the retreat came to be and how I began to pull it all together after just getting a simple gut hit that I needed to do it. 
Now I'm going to take you through a little bit about what the content of the retreat was. Um, just so for those of you who weren't able to attend, I want to kind of loop you in onto what we talked about today. So I'm going to start off the exact same way that I started off the retreat, and I'm going to read you a creed for visionary living. Don't undermine your worth by comparing yourself with others. It is because we are different that each of us is special. Don't set your goals by what other people deem important. Only you know what is best for you. Don't take for granted the things closest to your heart. Cling to that as you would your life, for without them your life is meaningless. Don't let your life slip through your fingers by living in the past or the future. By living your life one day at a time, you live all the days of your life. Don't give up when you still have something to give. Nothing is really over until the moment you stop trying. Don't be afraid to admit that you are less than perfect. It is the fragile thread that binds us to each other. Don't be afraid to encounter risks. It is by taking chances that we learn how to be brave. Don't dismiss your dreams. To be without dreams is to be without hope. To be without hope is to be without purpose. Don't run through life so fast that you forget where you've been, but also know where you're going. Life is not a race, but a journey to be savored every step of the way. And I opened the retreat today just really talking about the journey, okay? The journey. What even is that? The journey that we call life, this wild ride that you and I and anyone else listening to this podcast is on navigating our careers, our relationships, our finances, our health, our routines. The journey is the point. Living your most visionary life is not an end state. It is a constant. It is a continual pursuit. It is this passion that lights us up, that makes us want to ensure that every day is filled with joy and happiness and that we're not the type to live for our vacations. You know what I mean? And I want people to understand that it's not necessarily possible to just all of a sudden live your most visionary life every single day. But we don't need to, on the other end of the spectrum, assume that every day has to be blah, Every day has to feel very stagnant. Every day has to feel like it's super ordinary and dreadful. And then maybe we look forward to just Friday nights. Because why are we comfortable trading the present for an uncertain future, right? Why are we giving away 50 or 70% of our days to things that we don't care about? So the journey of pursuing our most visionary lives is truly the most important thing that we can do, is ensuring that we're constantly striving to experience more joy. And it's a never-ending game. And the best we can do is continue trying, to continue finding those sparks, those things that give us the most joy, and to do more of them. And so... I really honor not only the people who came to the retreat, but those of you who have resonated with this content because it's not easy to show up or to speak out on the fact that you are not okay with living an average life. 
that you are in pursuit of something greater. And oftentimes when you start sharing that or when you start living that, right? You start changing the food that you're eating because you don't want to feel like shit. You start getting up earlier and going to bed earlier because you're not okay with wasting hours and hours watching mindless shows. And not that that's a bad thing, but you don't need to spend all your free time doing it. Or you're not okay anymore with working a job that really doesn't fill you up, right? And so oftentimes when you start making those changes, you're faced with resistance. People fight back, right? When they see you in pursuit of your most visionary life, they become envious. They want to keep you stuck. They don't want to fuel your fire because they don't understand where this growth mindset has come from and they're not there yet. They're not wanting what you want. And so that resistance smacks you in the face. And I I say this because I've certainly been part of this, right? Challenging the status quo and doing things differently. Both Dave and I, we, we spoke on this at the retreat of that resistance that we faced in moving to Toronto, in traveling for a year and working in Switzerland, in not owning a home at this point in our lives. And it's tough, but the more you learn to navigate that resistance, the more resilient you become and the more at peace you decide to be with this pursuit, no matter what anyone else thinks. And so it was really neat today to recognize that across the board, People in that room, all of them were feeling like, hey, I I do want to create something greater out of my life. And I'm not okay with staying stuck. I am not a tree and I don't want to be this way forever. So how can I pivot and evolve and continually be in pursuit of my best life? I was able to walk all of the retreat attendees through the four principles of visionary living. And then we actually brainstormed some others to add to the list, which I thought was really, really neat to have them contribute to the definition. So number one, visionary living is a life of limitless potential. We know that we're not caged animals, that anything is possible. And as Marie Forleo says, everything is figureoutable, right? So we truly do live in an amazing time where things are figureoutable. And I am a firm believer that if you can dream it, you can do it. And if you see someone else doing it, you can do it. And you're gonna see people less qualified than you doing the things you wanna do because they started and you didn't. So let's recognize that this is a life of limitless potential. Visionaries certainly do not lack or let a lack of skill stop them from chasing their goals, right? You can figure out the skills. It's your mindset that needs the work. Number two, the second principle of visionary living is that it's a life for people who want more. So let me tell you once again, pursuing a visionary life is not easy, especially because it's going against the grain of what most people are doing. Most people are following a standard trajectory. So for you to want more, you are coming up against the status quo. You're disturbing it. And that's okay. 
We, as visionaries, as people who want a life of more, we ask, what else is out there for us? Or what is possible? Or I'm curious how others have done what I want to do, and I'm going to ask the questions. Number three, the principles of visionary living involve knowing that our life needs a good mixture of peak health, so taking care of ourselves, joyful daily routines, and a career path that allows us to use our strengths and skills. And I say this all together because I really do believe that life, health, and business are not separate entities. We had a discussion today around the fact that, you know, when you're unhappy at work, you may be in a poor state of health. You, especially mentally, you might not be treating your body the best, Uh, Because that unhappiness from your work trickles to everything you do. Or when you're struggling with relationship issues at home, it probably trickles into your work. And so life is not composed of all these separate pillars, but everything is intertwined. And so, again, if you're feeling like one area of your life is really suffering right now, there's an imbalance and we really must understand how we can continue to work on the areas that are imbalanced in order to achieve massive success and happiness in our lives and in our business. So we need to value things like our health, our daily routines, and our career path and make sure that we're always striving for more in each of those. And the fourth fourth principle, which I deem to be the most important, was very much impacted by a book that I read about a year and a half ago called The Success Principles by Jack Canfield. And one of the core messages that he shares in this book is that you have to take 100% responsibility for your life. And this means giving up all your excuses, all of your victim stories, all the reasons why you can't, And why you haven't up until now. And you have to take back all of the blame that you're putting out there. You have to give them up forever. To live your most visionary life, there cannot be anything that you try to deflect ownership to someone else. Because these thoughts and beliefs that it's someone else's fault or someone else's responsibility or why didn't you tell me, why didn't you do this, it gets you nowhere. And ownership is key to your success and your happiness and your results in the future. I really do feel that when I decided to take 100% responsibility for my life, everything changed. And honestly, I haven't even always been tuned in to what this ownership or personal responsibility trait was until I read the success principles and then until I had some people in my life who were not taking ownership and every conversation involved blame and just a lot of negativity and deflecting what should have been owned on their own part to other people and that really rubbed me the wrong way because I don't believe any good comes from trying to deflect ownership onto someone else or trying to blame someone else for what it is that's going on in your own life. So ownership was another one of those principles. 
We also had some people contribute to the definition of what it means to live a visionary life. And one of those was really community. And of course, I am 100% in agreement that community needs to be involved in the definition. One of those was sharing our challenges and struggles as visionaries, that it's not always sunshine and rainbows and butterflies, and that it's okay to be vulnerable and to share our highs and our lows, that we don't always see the world with limitless potential, that sometimes you just wake up and you don't have it, right? And so that leads me into my next point, which is where we kicked off the workbook from today, knowing how to shake that bad mood through achieving your peak state of health and knowing how to kick a funk, knowing how to live out the principles of visionary life every day by flopping your state, flip-flopping it anytime that you're spiraling into negativity. And so that is the direction where we headed next in the retreat. So really part one, after I explained the principles of visionary living and everything that is involved in the definition and why I created it, we started getting into optimizing our health and lifestyle. And I I wanted to talk about this because I really do believe you need to take the best care of yourself, but also know how you thrive in order to live your best life. So when a bad mood hits, how do you shake it? When you feel stuck and uninspired, what do you do? When you're bored and feeling meh, how do you get a hit of dopamine? And this whole notion of accepting that Monday to Friday should be boring, scheduled, a grind, is not necessarily what needs to be our reality. And maybe we just need to shift our state in order to feel better about our days. And so by talking about peak state, what we did is we went through a workbook that really got us to put all of the things down on one paper that get us out of our head and that really light a fire in our belly, that really make us feel like our most creative and productive self. And we put those all down and we allotted times for how long it takes when they need to be done, so whether that's daily or weekly or monthly, and then pairing them with another milestone in our lives so that we can make the habit stick a little bit more. And my my intention was to help people understand what allows them to tap into that peak state of performance that we all need in order to do our best, most creative, and most productive work. Because... I have people ask me all the time, how do you fit it all in? How do you, are you so productive and yet still maintain your workouts and eat healthy and um, have a relationship and a marriage and walk your dog and travel? And it's not that I have more hours in the day than anybody else, but the hours that I do have, I maximize them through first achieving my peak state. And for me, That means getting a workout in in the morning, listening to an inspiring podcast and some music first thing, getting out in nature with my dog. These are things that I know put me in peak state so that when I do work, I am all in it. I am so freaking ready 
to conquer the work that's ahead of me because I've just spent two hours shifting myself into a state where I'm able to perform at a more productive level than almost everybody else. Now, without making this podcast so long and rambling on forever, I am going to shift gears a little bit. We covered so much more in the retreat. I mean, upon entering, everybody was given a partner. So if you were the first person to walk in, you'd get the number one. If you were the second person, you'd also get the number one. And then the two number ones would be first paired together. And so I had everybody connecting with one another as soon as they walked in with some prompts. And then over lunchtime, I actually assigned lunch groups. So everyone was in a group of three and they had a list of questions. Some were vulnerable, some maybe a little easier, but um, I'll read some of them out. So it was a great way for people to not feel awkward over lunchtime and to know that they had somebody to talk to. So they had to share three things that they're grateful for right now. They had to share what feels fun right now. What's draining them the most? Do they have any secret passions they'd like to pursue? And what are they and why? They had to share what their strengths are. One thing they're proud about themselves. What's missing in their life right now? They had to say, if you really knew me, you'd know that. And so I had each person in the group go through those questions without interruption and share their answers. And then the next person would go and then the next person would go. And then... Yeah, then they had lunch together and they've already found all this common ground because they've had conversation topics. So that was pretty cool. We had swag bags and prizes at the end. And speaking of swag, I want to give some awesome shout outs to some of the brands that sponsored the retreat today who I'm so grateful for. So number one, I want to chat about my friends at Based Body Care. Based gave us their indulgent creme brulee body lotion and their indulgent creme brulee body wash as well as the invigorating mint lip balm if you don't know based you absolutely need to go check them out it's spelled b-a-s-d i used to work with the founders at vega and i met these two humans and they both inspired me to the utmost degree while i worked with them And fast forward many years later, when uh, we were no longer all working at Vega, they decided to start a brand that really honored women and honored natural body care with plant-based ingredients. And so I have never been one to be overly picky about what Um, what natural products I put on my body. I always want to make sure they're clean, Um, but I never developed that brand loyalty per se. But when I started using Based, I became obsessed, especially with the creme brulee scent. And I ended up buying Based Body Care for all of my friends and family over Christmas. I know that uh, anyone who I gave it to is just always telling me how they want to eat their arm and eat their body after they put it on. And it's true. This scent is unlike anything I can describe through a podcast. So thank you, Based. We appreciate you and we so support your campaign of just putting the best plant-based ingredients in the most delicious products. So really appreciative of their support. Second sponsor, we had Sunday's Company, who is actually a past podcast guest. Melissa, she started Sunday's Company with a vision 
and a belief that self-care should be low maintenance and gratifying. And all her products are super thoughtfully created in small batches. She uses only natural ingredients, no chemicals, no preservatives, no fillers, just mother nature, really. And as much as possible, the ingredients that Sunday's company puts in their products are locally sourced. They are organic and uh, ethically wildcrafted when possible. So I love that Melissa is so knowledgeable about plants and the magic within them. So she contributed body oils as well as the all-purpose salves. And I can truly say that the body oil is incredible like you will be magnetic when you wear it because you'll be glowing I was first introduced to it in my first stay at the June Motel also past podcast guests and I slathered myself in so much of this body oil that I think I slipped around Prince Edward County it was hilarious so if you're ever in the county in Picton please go check out Sunday's company you can also order Sunday's company products online and I highly suggest you do they are incredible quality and you will not be disappointed Another one one of our sponsors was Healthy Planet. Healthy Planet, I have known their team for a little over five years now, and they have done some major, major things here in Ontario. They've got health food stores all across our province, so please check them out to see if there's a Healthy Planet near you. And honestly, I do my shopping mostly online with Healthy Planet. They have the best prices. I've been really grateful to get to know their team. Uh, back when I was working in the natural health industry, I was always part of their trade show booths and we always had a great time and we've really kept in touch and I've supported their their vision for their company ever since. Healthy Planet is home to thousands of different natural foods, the best in natural body care, incredible high quality supplements, really anything you want that is a natural, organic, non-GMO Um, preservative-free product, their shelves are stocked. And so I shop at the one at St. Clair and Kiel here in Toronto, but you can absolutely order online or find a store near you. So thank you, Healthy Planet, for sponsoring the food for our retreat. We're also sponsored by Point Blank Coffee. Point Blank is ready-to-drink cold brew coffee specifically designed for people with active lifestyles. So it contains 65 milligrams of caffeine per 100 milliliters, no sugar, no fat, no additives or preservatives, and just one calorie. I mean, how great is that? That's why we love coffee. (laughs) Point Blank is perfect on the go and for those looking for a natural boost of energy. And they've been gracious enough to provide all of our listeners a discount code so if you want to order yourself a case of point blank coffee which i highly suggest you do head to visionary life 20 um, and you can enter that at checkout so make sure you use the canadian website pointblankcoldbrew.ca and that's where you can enter that discount code on your order so they kept us caffeinated and fueled and uh the coffee As much as I usually love a hot coffee in the morning, if I'm going to drink a cold brew, Point Blank hits the spot. So love their products and really grateful to have met Johnny, one of the Canadian employees who was able to contribute uh, some coffee to this retreat. 
Also, we are sponsored by Garden of Life. Garden of Life is one of my absolute favorite organic and non-GMO brands. They contributed some My Kind organic vitamin C sprays, and I'm looking at one right now, ready to spritz it in my mouth. This is a certified organic whole food spray. They've got C, they've got B12, they've got D, and this product was actually formulated in part with Alicia Silverstone, or Alicia Silverstone. So if you've seen Clueless, you know Alicia, she's the main star. So the My Kind Vitamin C Spray is certified organic, non-GMO, it's vegan, it's gluten-free, so it meets all of your dietary needs. And if you wanna get your vitamin C in literally the most convenient, delicious spritz in your mouth, that is the place to do it. Uh, they also sponsor protein powder, and it is the protein I use in my smoothies every single morning. So get your hands on some of that. They're available at all health food stores and a lot of grocery stores. Finally, we are sponsored by Tonica Kombucha. And what's an event without kombucha, right? I knew I needed to fuel all the attendees with the best booch ever. So I will be having Zoe, the founder of Tonica Kombucha on the podcast. Can't wait to hear their story. But in the meantime, before that, make sure you grab a Tonica Kombucha. The ginger flavor is to die for. The peach is incredible as well. And if you've never had kombucha, I'm not sure what you're waiting for. Um, I've been brewing it and buying it for at least six years now, and it is one of the best treats that I love to grab anytime I'm craving a bubbly beverage. So Tonica is an awesome brand, great product. I truly believe in the mission, and I cannot wait to share the episode with Zoe. So that about sums it up. I'll be sharing tons of highlights and photos over on my Instagram. You can tap the retreat highlight reel on my Instagram if you would like to see uh, more about what went on. So go check that out. And if you'd like to be in the loop for upcoming retreats, just send me a quick message and let me know that you'd like your name added to the list. All right, so that is it. Thank you so much as always for tuning in. I'm really tired, so I'm shocked that I've gotten through this whole podcast without yawning like 30 times. I think I'm going to have an early night. I am currently sitting on my couch, petting my dog, thinking about having a little snack, watching some Netflix, and doing work tomorrow rather than tonight because I think I need a break. So thanks so much. Until next week, please, please Get on after that pursuit of living your own most visionary life. It is possible. You have everything you need inside of you to tune into that visionary voice that maybe wants to do things a little differently this week or this month. And if no one else believes in you, I certainly do. So please connect and I hope to chat with you all soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of Visionary Life. Did you learn something new or are you inspired to take action on a new project? If so, please get in touch with me on Instagram at Kelsey Rydell or in our secret Facebook community. Just search Visionary Life by Kelsey Rydell on Facebook. Please rate and review this podcast on iTunes. It helps us share the stories of visionary entrepreneurs with more and more people. If you're interested in working with me, just head to KelseyRidal.com. And if you've been thinking about joining my 90-day business coaching program, please reach out and book a free 15-minute call, and I'd love to chat with you. Have an incredible day.